Hi friends, welcome to the Overwhelmed to Intentional podcast. My name is Kristen and I am your host, a certified life coach helping overwhelmed millennial women live a simpler, more intentional life. Well, hello, hello. I am back. <laughs> it's only been, what, five months? <laughs> a lot has happened in the last several months. I am really delighted to be back to share with you a bit about what I've been up to and to talk about making decisions. I've been thinking a lot about how making decisions can get you out of overwhelm. So I want to share some tips with you today. Before we jump into that, I will give you a quick recap on what I've been up to, what the last couple months have looked like. It's been a wild ride. It's been quite an adventure. In July of this year, my lease ended in Greenville. I had lived in Greenville for the last eight years and I was ready for a change. I was ready to move somewhere new, but I didn't have certainty on exactly where I wanted to go. So I decided that I wanted to go on a nomadic adventure. I wanted to live in different places, experience different places. And on that adventure, I would find out what was next. I had no idea where I would end up, but I truly just knew that if I took off on the adventure and experienced places that I had wanted to visit for a long time, that I would gain clarity and I would know, I would know my next move. So in July, my lease ended, I sold pretty much everything or I gave it away. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't have a whole lot of stuff cause I'm pretty, pretty minimal, but what I did have, I sold it or I gave it to friends or family. I think I had maybe two boxes left at that I left at my parents' house, but but that was it. That was pretty much it. I loaded up my 2013 Toyota Corolla <laughs> and I hit the road. <laughs> so my first stop was in Florida. I decided I wanted to go down to the beach. I wanted to spend a couple weeks at the beach in the summer. I always thought that I wanted to move to the beach. So I thought for sure I would love it so much and know that that was probably it. I would want to live at the beach. And I did not feel that way, which is so interesting. I mean, it's crazy how we think we know what we want. But then when you start to trial and error and figure it out, you find out maybe not. Maybe that's not what I want. Or maybe not right now. It doesn't mean I don't want to do that ever. But right now, it just didn't feel like the next right move. I spent a couple weeks at the beach. It was great. I mean, of course it was great. I love the beach, but it didn't feel like this is it. And I had already planned, I had planned to spend a couple weeks at the beach and I had planned to visit Montana. And then I planned to go to Texas for a work event in September. So I knew those three things (laughs) and that was pretty much it. (laughs) So I go down to the beach, spend a couple weeks there leave there, drive from Florida up to Georgia, saw my family, stayed there for a day or so, and then hit the road to Montana. And I knew it was going to take me three days to get there, so I had planned a few stops along the way. I stopped in St. Louis, Missouri and spent the night there and visited the Gateway Arch. And then I went up to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, from South Dakota, I went across the state. (laughs) So I got to see the Badlands and Mount Rushmore. Both were super cool. The Badlands were incredible, really cool to see. 
and then drove through Wyoming and into Montana. And I had planned to stay three weeks in southwestern Montana so that I could go to Yellowstone Grand Teton National Parks. And then I had planned a week in Kalispell, Montana so that I could go to Glacier. My mom and one of my sisters came out to Montana and stayed with me for about 10 days. We went to Yellowstone, we went to Grand Teton, we went to Glacier National Parks. Absolutely unreal. Montana is unreal. It's so beautiful. The landscape, oh my goodness, the colors. Yellowstone is just mind-blowing how vivid the colors are. Grand Tetons are stunning. My goodness, and Glacier is absolutely unreal. So those three national parks we experienced while in Montana. Then I left Montana, stayed a night in Casper, Wyoming, and then went down to Longmont, Colorado, so that I could go to Rocky Mountain National Park. I went there, did a hike one morning there. It was beautiful. Oh my goodness, I saw some elk on the trail. In Montana at Glacier, we saw a mountain goat. We saw some bighorn sheep. Oh, gosh, I'm trying to think what else. Just amazing. Amazing the, the creatures in these national parks and how they're right there. They're right there on the trail. They're walking across the road. I mean, obviously they live there, and so we're just visiting. <laughs> so we get to experience their homes and in and, and their natural habitat. It's absolutely stunning. So beautiful. Then from Rocky Mountain National Park, I went to Denver, stayed in Denver, flew out of Denver, went to Dallas, Texas for work, flew back to Denver. From Denver, at that point, that's where I thought, okay, (laughs) now I've got to figure things out. I had everything planned until that first weekend, I guess it was in September, when I flew back to Denver. And then I thought, now now we're flying by the seat of our pants. I have no plan. (laughs) So from there, I went down to Colorado Springs, stayed there for a week in this absolutely stunning mid-century modern house. It was like my dream home. And there were these beautiful deer would come by every morning and just hang out in the yard and eat their breakfast. And it was, oh my goodness, unreal. Then I went to a little town called Salida, Colorado. One morning, my last morning in Colorado Springs, I went to a coffee shop. I was chatting with the barista and I said, uh, he said, what are you up to today? I said, well, you know, funny you ask. I'm on this nomadic adventure and I'm figuring out where to go next. And he said, oh, you should go down to Buena Vista. Well, that happened to be next to a town called Salida. And I thought, well, I had already seen Salida somewhere and I thought well I'll just I'll go there all right perfect so I go there I spend a night there and I go to a restaurant I'm sitting at the bar and I'm talking to these people next to me and they said well where are you headed next I said I don't know (laughs) I gotta figure it out they said oh you should go down to Durango I said okay (laughs) so that's what I did I went down to Durango Colorado spent a week there And then I went from there down to Arizona. I saw the Grand Canyon. I saw Antelope Canyon. Goodness, I had had wanted to go to Antelope Canyon for so long. It was amazing. And then went to Flagstaff, Arizona. 
then went down to Sedona, and then from there went to Joshua Tree, California, stayed a couple weeks in Joshua Tree. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. The stars at night, uh, the warmth of the desert, it was just amazing. And by that point, at that point I was three months in, I knew that I was ready to settle down. I loved the adventure, I loved traveling, it was so fun. But it was also... Obviously, there are a lot of logistics, there's a lot of driving, there's a lot of moving around, a lot of planning, a lot of, you know, mental energy goes into that. And obviously, the weather was getting cooler at that point, so I thought, I don't think I want to be traveling in the cooler months, now where do I go? And when I came to Montana, I could not stop thinking about the town that I stayed in. It just kept, kept crossing my mind. Everywhere I went, I would compare it to this little town called Livingston. So as I was thinking about my next move, I thought, well, you know what? I keep thinking about Montana. I keep thinking about that little town. Maybe I'll see if there's a place I could stay for a bit. And I found a short-term rental where it's fully furnished and good to go. And so I signed the lease and I am in Montana for the next six months-ish. So I drove back from, from California up through Utah and into Idaho and then into Montana. And here we are. So I am now living in Montana for a little bit. I love it. I'm not a cold weather person. I had no, no idea that I would absolutely fall in love with Montana and end up wanting to live here, especially in the coldest time of the year. <laughs> But it just felt right. And I knew when I set off on this adventure that I would know. I would I would know. I would know when it felt right. I would know my next move. And when I came here and I had this feeling of something about this place just feels right, I thought, I think I need to trust that. I think I need to trust that. So when I drove back into town, I came to the, the little red light that I was so familiar with. And I turned left onto the main road and I thought, yep, this is it. (laughs) And I have felt that way ever since. I've been here a couple weeks now. I did travel back home to Georgia because I had already planned to attend a concert before I went off on this adventure. So I saw my family, picked up a couple things. You know, I needed my winter coat, my winter boots, such as that as I'm now living in a very cold climate. And uh, yeah, here we are. So that is maybe the longest intro ever, but that is an update on my adventure. I want to share that with you as, of course, all this has been happening and I've been MIA from the podcast, but I have been active over on Instagram. If you want to follow along with this little adventure that I'm on, I would recommend you go over to at underscore Kristen Alana, find me over there. I do have some highlights from my adventure and I'm currently in the process of uploading all the photos and videos that I have yet to upload for the last couple of months, those are coming. So if you want to see that, check it out over there. Okay, now let's talk about making decisions now that we are 12 minutes in. (laughs) And how making decisions gets you out of overwhelm. Often when we're overwhelmed, we want to get out of that cycle, that stuck feeling that we are experiencing, that feeling of helplessness, that often we feel when we're overwhelmed, but we don't really know the first step to take. And what's happening is our brain is looking for evidence 
to prove to us that we are so overwhelmed. And so it will look for things like, you know, it'll, it'll scan your house. You'll think about the groceries that you haven't purchased and the meals you haven't planned and the to-do list that you have for work and the to-do list that you have for your kids and the to-do list that you have for yourself and on and on and on and on. And you will stay in this cycle of feeling stuck and feeling helpless and not knowing where to begin. And your brain will keep saying, here's how that's true. Here's how it's true that you don't know what to do and you don't know where to begin and you're absolutely drowning because you have all of these things to do. Where do you start? So where I think that decisions come in is when you start making decisions, it shifts the energy and it gets you into taking action. The feeling of overwhelm will have you in, in action. You will not be motivated to do anything, to start scanning through and prioritizing and making decisions and moving forward. You won't because your brain's just like, no, look, here's how you're overwhelmed. <laughs> Let me just keep telling you how you're overwhelmed. <laughs> Instead of, okay, there are all these things to do, but if I start deciding, then I can just start taking action. When we start deciding, we build that momentum. What starting to make decisions will do is put you back into leadership energy, into being the authority, the CEO, the leader of your life. When you're feeling overwhelmed, you often feel helpless. You feel out of control. You feel that you have no power in your life like it's all stacked on top of you and we use phrases like I'm I'm drowning I'm in over my head I am underneath all of this I don't know how to get out like there's a lot of that really dramatic language that we use that make us feel very helpless but when you shift into making decisions into being the leader and being the CEO of your life you take back that control that feeling of control, that feeling of, of decisiveness gets you into taking action. And ultimately, when we're overwhelmed, what we need is a shift to get us into action. Once you can make that shift and start taking action, the actual tasks are not that hard. It's not that difficult. The reason that we stay, we, we prolong taking action is because we stay stuck in overwhelm decisions shift that energy. So you might be thinking, well, how do I make a decision? What do I make a decision on? <laughs> Where do I begin? Of course, I don't necessarily know the answer to that. I'm not looking at your to-do list. I can't tell you exactly what you should do first. But what will happen when you make the shift into, I'm the, the leader here. I'm the CEO. I'm the CEO of my life. I'm the CEO of my home. I'm the CEO of my work to-do list. And maybe you're not a CEO, you know, a, a literal CEO, but what if you decided that you were the CEO of your life? You were the leader, you were in control, you were in charge, and it was up to you to make the decision. Then how would you show up? How would your energy shift? What would you know that you should start with? What would you know to do first? Once you start making decisions, and deciding I'm going to start here or I'm going to make that phone call or check that thing off or write that email or whatever. Then taking the action is no problem. 
You just do it. It just becomes no big deal. You know, taking the action is easy. The biggest shift is in going from I'm helpless, I'm overwhelmed, I'm drowning, I have no idea where to begin, to I'm the CEO of my life. I'm the leader here. It's up to me. It's up to me to make this decision. And while I have had plenty of experience with this, just making decisions in my own life in a lot of ways, the the job that I'm in now, my role as director of customer support, it is my literal job to make decisions. <laughs> I am the one. I am the one to make so many decisions with my department, for my department. And my team will um, send something to me and they will say, this is what I, you know, here's a question that I have. Here's the proposed answer. But it's still up to me to say, yep, you should go with that answer or nope, we should do this instead or shift this or change that or say this or do that. You know, it, at the end of the day, I have to be the final say in my department, unless it's something I need other departments help with, but it has in the best way possible forced me into real true leadership energy. It is truly up to me to decide and that feeling for a long time, it it felt like it took me a while to, to settle into it, but now there is such a confidence in knowing that I am capable of making a decision and taking action so much faster than I used to because I've gotten tons and tons of practice. <laughs> this last, uh, let's see, what are we, 10, 10 months into the year in, in this role, that has been my job. And I've just practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. And now making decisions is much easier. I have a lot less emotional attachment. I have a lot less concern of, you know, oh no, what if I make the wrong decision? All of that stuff has not totally faded away, but faded into the background. And I've gotten a lot more confident in saying, here's what we're going to go with. And you know what? If it goes awry, we'll figure that out then. And then we'll make the next decision. That feeling is really, really powerful. That is where making decisions is such a fast track to get you out of overwhelm because it immediately shifts you into decisive leadership energy. And when we're in that energy, you certainly don't feel helpless. You feel in control. Even if you don't know what the outcome is going to be, you still you still feel in control of what you can decide on right now and the action you can take right now. And that gives you momentum. It gives you confidence. It gives you energy. When you stay in the energy of the decision and you take action and you practice being the CEO, you get to feel how powerful it is to remember that you are in control of your life. It's up to you. You get to decide how you move forward. You get to decide to not be overwhelmed. You get to decide to be someone who is a leader, who's a CEO of your life, who's in control. You can show up accordingly. You can always choose that option. We often feel like overwhelm is just the default. You know, it, it's just happening to us. We are, we are the victim of it, but we're not at all. It's a choice just like leadership 
energy is a choice. Now, of course, there will be seasons of life where there might be a lot more happening. Circumstantially, you might have a lot more on your plate. Even then, shifting into this role of being the CEO and the leader of your life gives you the opportunity to see how much you can truly handle and take care of and get done even when a lot is happening, even when circumstantially your plate is full, let's say. That for me has been one of the most powerful byproducts of being in this leadership role and having my job be to make decisions. It has shown me that I am capable of so much more than I thought I was. I'm also capable of getting a lot of things done, of making powerful decisions. And when I'm not in a state of overwhelm and I'm not spending time and energy in overwhelm, I can use my time to take action, to get things done, to make a lot of really cool things happen. I mean, you know, go on this three-month nomadic adventure, move across the United States while also managing a full-time job. (laughs) So yeah, like just the thought of I am the leader of my life is such a powerful shift. And I want you to think about if you believed that to be true, if you didn't let overwhelm take over and let your brain keep finding evidence for feeling overwhelmed and you decided, what if I chose to believe that I'm the leader of my life? I started making decisions and taking action. What could I make possible? What could I see myself do? How could I watch myself make so many more things happen than I thought I was capable of just by shifting that one energy state? Shifting out of overwhelm and into leadership energy. You are the leader of your life. Act like it's up to you because it is. It is up to you. I think that's one of the most powerful ways to think about our lives is that it's up to us. We get to decide. We can choose overwhelm or we can choose to be the CEO of our lives. I hope that is helpful shift you out of overwhelm, start making decisions and start small. If it's just like, okay, which item am I going to pick on my to-do list to start with? Pick one, pick one. If it's, should I do the dishes or do the laundry? Just pick one, just decide. If you were the CEO, if you were the leader, what would you decide? And when you start deciding and just acting, then you, you watch yourself, you watch your whole being shift. You watch your shoulders roll back. You sit up a little taller. You think to yourself, you know what? I got this. I got this. And then you just keep it moving. More and more things happen. More action is taken. I want you to approach this shift in that way. All right. That is your assignment for the week. If you choose to take it. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking around and waiting for me to release another episode five months later. And if you've been listening to the podcast in the meantime, really, really appreciate that. I do see the numbers. I see that you guys are still hanging around and I just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. While I've been out traveling around, living that nomadic life, adventuring, (laughs) experiencing 
all kinds of places in the U.S. You guys are still listening, and I really appreciate that. Again, if you want to follow along, find me over on Instagram at underscore Kristen Alana. I'm going to be hanging in Montana for a little while, so if you want to experience Montana through my Instagram, (laughs) feel free. Feel free to join me over there. I'll be sharing more about it. I'm telling you what, it's a special place. It's a really, really special place. It has absolutely blown me away. I am in love with it, and I would love to share it with you. Also, I'm going to be sending out an email this week. I've not sent an email in one whole year to my email list. (laughs) Oh, man. But you know what? We're back. You can always make a decision and begin again. The last thing I'll say, I considered not doing this podcast. I was like, I have so many other things to do. You know, it's 9.47 p.m. as I finish this. And I could be doing a lot of other things. I could be going to bed. But instead, I thought, you know what? I want to get back to it. And it requires me making one decision, which making that decision then leads me to sitting down to recording the episode. And that got the ball rolling. So make one decision to get the ball rolling in your own life and watch how powerful that can be for you. Okay? Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Hope you have a great rest of your week. We'll talk very soon. Bye!